Hello, Rundown Nation. I'm Woach. I'm Walt. And we got a Thanksgiving week up here, Walt. A little turkey in the in the in the action here this week. I love it. I love it. I know some of our fans, some of the Rundown Nation, Woach. They talk to me. They tell me, Mr. PK. You know our mutual friend, Mr. PK. His family, I believe, it was last year. They sit down around the Thanksgiving Day table and listen to the Rundown Woach. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna get me a turkey leg on Thanksgiving though, Woach. I don't know about you. <laughs> A big ass turkey leg, big from, ass turkey leg from the it, from the streets of Iowa City. It won't be as good as from the streets of Iowa City at tailgating, but it nonetheless will be good. Woj, I'm excited for it. We're recording our episode a little early this week too, Woj, because of the holiday. We are. We're on a Monday, so we get the if we wanted to, Wall, we could talk a little action. How about it? That's exciting. It'll already be over for everybody that uh, that listens. But listen, a little <laughs> action action we get to talk about. I don't care. I don't care if it's already going to be over. But while we got some housekeeping first, we only got one week left of the DraftKings League. This is our last week before we get to the championship week. So this is it. Uh, and Walrus 67 wins another one, 170.28 points. Uh, fourth win in six weeks. Uh, JM Doof was in second and James 03. That's the real Jay-Z in third. Um, Mr. Wallers there took Clayton Toon plus Nathan Dell as two highest uh, highest salaried players at 16,300. Got him 75.3 points for 216 per point. And then on the flip side of things, his two cheapest players, Malik Knowles, the wide receiver from K-State, and Nakia Watson, who we talked about last week, the running back from Washington State. Uh, scored him 51.8 at only 8,600, which got him 166 per point. So uh, did really well last week in those two aspects. Uh, the middle did okay, but not great. But uh, you can't hit everything. Average placements uh, are going pretty good, but Walrus is pretty much commanding this lead now. Uh, he's uh, finished fourth or worse, um, or excuse me, if Walrus finishes fourth or worse and Jam Doof wins, Jam Doof will actually uh, be tied with Walrus for the uh, the average placement in the league, which is interesting. But right now, Walrus is still holding it strong with a two average. Jam Doof is in a tight second with 2.3 and Story in third with 2.8. Story is out of it. Again, it's just a two-man race at this point between Jam Doof and Walrus 67. Uh, and that, that, that'll be exciting. It's kind of, it's kind of like the conference champ scenarios here. When <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this, this Walrus 67, he's Georgia because he, he is the best. He's been, he would call him pine saw. He's been mopping the floor with the league. It's incredible, but Hey, I'm excited. Maybe JM Duke comes through, takes him down. I, I don't know that I put my money there though. Woj. <laughs> All right. Uh, best eight week point, um, or best points through eight weeks uh, is Walrus still dominating there uh, this one would be a tough one to catch he's 1423.06 jm doof is at 1296 and then you all are in third with 1238.94 uh believe it or not <laughs> you have overtaken third there i don't believe it Woj. I, I, you must have done that math because I, i've been doing so horrible this season i don't get it yeah, but this week is the last week it will be the uh, DraftKings 14 game main slate on saturday there's a lot of games on um Friday. So this will be the Saturday main slate. Uh, we're looking forward to concluding the season to see if, see if JM Doof and Walrus can give us a show at the end of the day there. Love it. Don't forget too. You're competing for that free week of our or free month. I should say of our partners over that SBI SBI plus package for a month for free. You're getting, you're competing for that. And I don't know that we got Walrus 67 as koozie yet. So uh, yeah, maybe we, he's got that coming too. 
Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, last week it was a pretty crazy week. Uh, TCU squeaked by Baylor there uh, with the field goal, 29 to 28. And I talk about squeak wall. They went for that. I don't know if you watched it, but they went for that, that extra play there without a timeout. They had to get the field goal unit onto the field and kick like immediately. I, I, that was a little sketchy there. It was, but they, they did it. They accomplished their goal, Woj, and maybe it was the right play to get the field goal kicker. I did catch the game. I was watching the whole game, and he they got what they did is they ran the ball. They got the field goal kicker over in the right hash, and he drilled it through the uprights. There was 10 seconds. I mean, that's it's exciting, you know, watching that field goal. You wouldn't think so, you know, being an outsider of the sport, someone that hadn't watched the game, but it's exciting watching that field goal unit rush on the field, get set, and then the kick goes through the uprights and TCU remains undefeated. It's not like we're talking about a random football game that meant nothing. This meant everything to TCU and the Big 12 in itself. So it was real exciting at the end. Yeah, a little little crazy at the end. Just thinking if, if they got a penalty on that play where they ran that, that's a 10-second runoff. I mean, they were cutting it close there. I don't, does, I'm assuming the clock does stop on the 10-second runoff, though, so I guess that would have gave them the time to snap the ball if they needed to. But uh, but it, it was pretty tight there towards the end of that play. Uh, nevertheless, they did win it, so uh, props to TCU still undefeated. Um, I can't remember who they play this weekend, but it doesn't matter. They are in the Big 12 championship game. Um and they'll be uh, competing up against Kansas State. If Kansas State wins uh, versus Kansas at home, uh, they would be the contenders to TCU for the Big 12 championship. Otherwise, if K-State loses uh, and Texas wins at home versus Baylor, uh, Texas would go well. So that, that's ex- exciting news for the Longhorns, kind of, if uh, they're, they're big Kansas fans this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm surprised that you being a huge Iowa State fan didn't know that TCU was oh, playing come on, come Iowa on. State. But you never know, man, with that Iowa State, they just they, they, they could come out and beat TCU and just throw things to the, you know, shit to the fan, Woj. But we'll, we'll see what comes of it. it. It'll be a good football game, I think. The spread has it as not such a good football game, but I think it'll be closer than the spread showing. Uh, another crazy game that happened last week, and this one is hard to, to choke down here because – Spencer Rattler was on my fantasy team this year and he wasn't very spectacular at all, but he sure was spectacular versus Tennessee while they, they went, they won 63 to 38 versus Tennessee. Well, and then, well, I mean, you got me over here. You think I'm real surprised about that? Well, what have I been saying about (laughs) Tennessee all year in their defense? It's, it's atrocious. And it's unfortunate that Mr. Hooker got hurt. You know, nobody, nobody wants yeah, to see that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a Tennessee fan. I don't want to see that though, but we talked about earlier in the year without Penn and Hooker, without that offense scoring on every possession, you know, it's the, they're not a great football team by any means. Top 25. Yes. Top four for the playoffs. Absolutely not. And we saw it this week, you know, that defense gave up 63. You mentioned Whoa, Charlotte, South Carolina state. They didn't give up that many to South Carolina. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. Nearly double what Georgia State allowed, Tennessee 63. It's just incredible that these teams, you know, they essentially held South Carolina to less points than Tennessee did. A team three weeks ago we were saying was the best, in the, not us personally, but people were saying was the best in the nation. It's, I mean, it, it doesn't, it didn't befuddle me. I'll say that, Woj. Yeah, and uh, South Carolina do without their stretch of injuries too with with they have injuries running backs and I I mean Spencer Rattler just went nuts he went 30 for 37 for 81.1 percent completion rate or percentage 
for 438 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, so that was, uh, that was a hell of a show by him. Um, but while there was some Pac-12 action late at night, USC uh, gets its big win and it gets it over UCLA 48 to 45, man, DTR. Uh, it kind of threw the weight game, way the game for UCLA, three picks and a fumble. So four turnovers on DTR shoulders there, Wall. Yeah, it was unfortunate, man. I did not want to see that. Obviously, they were my pick them. I had money on them, of course, too. And, you know, two and a half spread that comes out at three. But what are you going to do there? DTR, he did not play his best football game. He needed to. You need your primetime player, your PTP or to come out when you're playing someone like UCA, USC at the time, number seven in the nation. I don't know if you caught that game, Moj, but it was incredible how few fans were at the stadium at the Rose Bowl. It was incredible. They had both end zones, the entire back of the end zone seats tarped off with UCLA banners to try to obfuscate the fact that there was absolutely no one at this football game. It was incredible, Woj. Yeah, it was uh, it was incredible. It was interesting to see that. Uh, on the other side of things, Caleb Williams, like you talked about showing up, uh, he did show up. He did throw a couple picks, but uh, it ended up playing really well, and UCLA eventually gets the win there. So, um, yeah, very, uh, very cool to see that UCLA – or USC, excuse me, is in the Pac-12 championship. Um, but there was another big Pac-12 game. That was Oregon who beat Utah 20-17. to Well, I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep during this game because it was late. Yeah, I, I think I <laughs> caught the first quarter, and that was about it. We talked about that in our episode last week. They do that, you know, and the Pac-12 does that. A lot of people, they don't catch the games. But I did see the box score. I did look through the play-by-play, and Oregon came through with the W, unless ESPN's lying to me, 20-17, to Woj. Yeah, they did. Uh, defensive battle there on both sides. Uh, Bo Nix got it done on, on Oregon side of the ball, and um, they kept Utah contained for the most part. Cameron Rising contained, so uh, props to them. They uh, will be playing USC as long as they win over Oregon State, uh, which is their next game coming up, or they a loss to Washington State or excuse me, a loss from Washington to Washington State. Uh, Washington would go if they uh, win over Washington State. Oregon loses and either Cal beats UCLA or Colorado beats Utah. That's not going to happen. So um, Utah would go if they uh, if they win over Colorado, very likely. Oregon loses, very unlikely. Uh, and Washington win plus UCLA win. So they have a lot to go there. Oregon, obviously, the most likely odds. They are playing Oregon State, um, which has been okay just not very good against good teams so we'll see we'll see what happens there well <laughs> I, I like what you said there Woj about it's not gonna happen you know I, I know what I'm doing I'm taking Colorado on the money line maybe because after, oh come after, on after after you say that Woj, you just jinx yourself I, I I'm not gonna disagree with you obviously Utah's a far better team you'd be hard pressed right now we couldn't find a money line on that you know Colorado game because it's 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 Monday as we're recording this. We'll see if they put one up. It's going to be high, whatever it is. But that Pac-12, man, there's still stuff going over there, Woj. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get in. Talking about Colorado, let's get into a little DraftKings. So it's early. Uh, the prices aren't out yet for anybody. But we can talk about matchups and, and all these things. And we all know uh, the Colorado is the team that you play running backs against, like Mississippi or Michigan State's the team you play uh, quarterbacks against uh, Colorado is not a very good defensive team. They're actually dead last uh, versus running backs and FBFs give, giving up 39.1 points per game to running backs. Well, 39.1 
DraftKings points per game to running backs. That's absolutely horrendous. And they are almost dead last in quarterback, wide receiver, and kickers for those that actually play fantasy football or in your your conference or your championships here. So pick up uh, the Utah kicker if he's available. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Trayvon uh, Thompson from uh, the running back from Utah, I would look to obviously pick him up this week. Uh, his numbers haven't been crazy, but again, they're playing Colorado. This is a perfect matchup. If you can get him a lot cheaper, I'm sure his price is going to be gouged a little bit just because of Colorado, but uh, just something to look at their wall. Uh, basically, many different facets of Utah's team into Colorado's. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Trey Van Thomas. I liked him last year, too. I think he's a really good running back. Makes sense to take him in this situation. The 39.1 points per game, I, you know, you're the DraftKings guy. I will say, though, that Colorado has played a lot of teams that have a single running back, which I wonder how that influences the statistic that you're putting out there. But I, no-brainer, Travian Thomas here. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into the games for this week. Probably the biggest one, though. This isn't probably. This is the biggest game of the weekend, and that's number three, Michigan, at number two, Ohio State, Wall. Huge game mode. Huge game. This is a, a playoff game right here. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving week, we're watching a playoff game. Michigan plus seven and a half, over under a 57. Michigan plus 255 on the money line. If you want to take them, everyone remembers what happened last year. Michigan 42, Ohio State 27. Not a dissimilar situation, how much? No. Um, <laughs> So I'm just watching the games from last week while Ohio State struggling to keep Maryland at bay and Michigan struggling to score against Illinois. And it's just like those games don't matter. At the end of the day, they don't matter because this game's so big. These teams play so hard. This is the one game of the, for the year for these guys. This is what they play for right here, this game. This is their Big Ten championship. This is their ticket to the playoffs. This is the one game they, they really – key in on there there's there's schemes and game plans that go into this game that weren't in any of the other games so excited to see what's going to happen i think ohio state is a better team than michigan this year uh to be honest i don't think michigan offensively is going to be able to keep up with ohio state that being said michigan does have a pretty good defense not quite oppressive as they have been in years past with the ends that they've had but they're still really good wall yeah and i i mean well, would you, the thing you said there that the games, I, I know you you just kind of throwing it out there. The games do matter. Obviously, they have to yes, win yes. that game against Maryland. They they have to win that game against Illinois. But they're all playing up to this game. This is yeah, this is the yeah, and this, this is, is the, the yeah, this is the ahead. one that matters. Well, and it, it, it if you look at this, you know what actually matters too. The coaches they care about these games a lot. Woj for this one, Harbaugh wins it over there. Michigan takes the pie. Harbaugh is getting 500K in his pocket for that win, Woj. Half a mil. You're talking about a half a stack for winning this one football game. So absolutely, you are correct. They plan for this game. They want to win this football game. No question about it. The money's there. Mr. Ryan Day over there, he gets 50K if he, if he wins this game, Woj. A little bit of a difference, huh? Well, yeah, you got to get the incentive of the team that hasn't done as well in previous years, but they did win it last year. And uh, then they went on to beat our Iowa Hawkeyes uh, pretty badly in the Big Ten Championship. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Both teams struggled last week. Um, Ohio State still was able to move the ball offensively versus Maryland, but defensively, they didn't have an answer um, 
in Michigan, on the other hand, uh, didn't really have an answer offensively for Illinois. They, they missed passes. It, it didn't look like, I, I mean, I know their quarterback situation isn't the greatest over there, but they really couldn't do much. But it looks like there's going to be fully healthy teams across the board. Blake Gorham, I'm assuming, is going to be back. Both running backs for Ohio State are slated to start. Um, uh, so we'll see. It's going to be an interesting and exciting game, I'm sure, for the Big Ten and, and for Ohio State and Michigan fans. Well, you mentioned our Iowa Hawkeyes. Well, do you know what? how much Kirk Ferentz is putting in his pocket for a win over Nebraska? Ten and a half point favorite win at home? I don't even want to know. 200K, Woj. Iowa takes down Nebraska this week. Mr. Ferentz is getting written a $200,000 check. It's not actually how it works, but he is getting $200,000 for that win. So, you know, these coaches, they have a lot of money on the line for specific games like this, especially at the end of the year. It's just insane. This Michigan football team, though, Woj, I get it. Their offense was not great last last week, but number one total defense in the nation, Woj. Number two scoring defense in the nation, Woj. Rushing offense, number four. I get it. Blake Corum got a little banged up. You said he's probably going to play. Everything, as of now, I heard is that he is probable to play. So he's there. They have their best running back. One of the best defenses in the nation, if not the best. You know I like teams like that, right, Woj? You do. I mean, being in the horseshoe, though, it's going to be a little tougher. Uh, going to get Ohio State behind it. They need to start to make sure that they slow down Ohio State early, I think, and in, in, in curb that momentum uh, that Ohio State could get. So we'll, we'll see what happens early. But I, I think whoever gets out to the hot start here, I mean, it's going to be tough to come back, especially if it's not Michigan off to the hot start. They're going to have to trail, and it's going to be uh, – it'll be interesting to see how they would have to come back against that. But Ohio State's susceptible. We saw that last week, especially Maryland and some other times this season. So uh, they can they can lose games. Yeah, Maryland contained. I mean, obviously you want to keep C.J. Stroud from getting hot, you know, minus 120 to win the Heisman right now. He is the man. He's the best quarterback in the nation. Obviously, that is subjective, but there's no question about him being a great quarterback. Harrison, though, Maryland, they shut him down. That's a top receiver last week. So yeah. Michigan needs to look to do that. Slow him down, like you said, Woj. Yeah problem with Ohio State is they got a couple others that are really good too so we'll we'll see hey, what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens there as far as the west goes like I our wall mentioned if Iowa does beat Nebraska uh, at home on Friday uh, they would be playing the winner of this game um, if Purdue were to beat Indiana on the road and lo Iowa loses Purdue would go and Illinois has a shot if they win versus Northwestern and Iowa and Purdue both lose um and then iowa would go if both purdue and illinois lose even if iowa were to lose as well um so uh interesting little mix up there went from how many ever scenarios it was last week to just that now uh, uh it's pretty crazy but um excited for my hawkeyes but then again i don't know i don't know if i i can stomach another one of those losses like we did to michigan last year well well, I think it's amazing in itself that at the beginning of the season, everyone was making fun of this Iowa football team. Not us, obviously. We are Iowa fans, thick and thin, Woj, through the thick and thin. We are Iowa Hawkeyes fans. But they now have a chance to play the number two team in the nation, whether it's Michigan or Ohio State. It ends up being the number two team in the nation. We don't know yet. But if they beat Nebraska, they will likely play the number two team in the nation. Yeah. That's yep. a team that's likely going to the playoffs, too. So you're talking about. An Iowa football team that was made fun of the whole year, 
And now they're one of the top football teams in the nation. We don't know what their ranking is going to be in the college football playoff because it's still Monday. We haven't heard that yet. But this is a team that could get matched up with Tennessee Woj in a bowl game. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I, that that's the one thing I enjoy um, that, that I enjoy about Iowa is the fact that you know, they make it to that Big Ten championship. Guess what? They're probably going to a New Year's Day Bowl. Uh, I love my New Year's Day Bowls, and I love Iowa being there. And, yeah, they could play a pretty decent team in a bowl and, and maybe get a win. We always play tough in the bowl games well. No New Year's Day Bowls this year, Woj. We're getting screwed. That darn NFL, they screwed us. Oh, did they take that off? Oh, yeah, the, the first is on a Sunday. So the college bowls, uh, the normal New Year's Day Bowls will be played on January 2nd this year, Woj. Okay. All right. All right. Well, then the second. I hope we have the a second. second. <laughs> Although that does feel just, we just got gypped there. Yeah, wow, that's the, absolutely awful. Uh, I, I mean, agree with you 100%, Woj. I think they national, get better TV National ratings. Bloody Mary Day. I, I, that is just, yeah. <laughs> it's absurd. It's absurd. All right. One more game to go here. We got the number 18 Notre Dame fighting the line, fighting, excuse me, fighting Irish. Fighting Irish. I was about to say, we kept kept talking about Illinois. I was thinking fighting the line. Number 18 fighting Irish versus number seven USC Trojans wall. Uh, This means nothing in the Pac-12 championship standings, but uh, it's a big game nonetheless, huh? It is, absolutely, and I think I'm the one there that wrote that number seven. It's because we're off schedule here, Woj. They've moved up to number five in the AP poll. They will likely, my guess, be number five when the college football playoff comes out. TCU just right ahead of them at four, so I wrote that wrong. I think that's why you read it as number seven. Notre Dame in this. I see that. Yep, Notre Dame in this game, though, plus five and a half, over under of 63, USC minus 215, Woj. Are you going to be riding USC in this game? Are you going to be putting up? $215 $215 to win a hundred against the Irish. Uh, I think USC is going to win. I'm not going to bet this game though. Uh, the, the Catholics over there at Notre Dame do some crazy stuff sometimes, especially when people start betting against them. So uh, not, I'm not going to touch it wall, but uh, I do think USC is going to win this game. And I think USC is going to win it pretty handedly. I think it's uh it's a good test for Caleb Williams. And I think he's uh, been under the gun here the last couple of weeks. And with that UCLA win, that's, that's a big win. Hey, Notre Dame's underdog again, Woj. Fourth time this season. Not many seasons you see Notre Dame being an underdog for four games. The three other games, they've covered the spread, Woj. Ohio State, North Carolina, and Clemson. They beat North Carolina and Clemson straight up. Not only did they cover the spread, they beat them straight up. So this Notre Dame football team is playing good football against good football teams, Woj. Obviously, they lost to Marshall. They lost to Stanford. Their third loss is escaping me right now, but they did not win the games that they should a couple times. But the teams that were better competition, they did beat, so they do show up. Mr. Michael Mayer, he's the man Woj talked about him preseason. He is, yeah. You you put him on your DraftKings roster a couple times this season, no? You had to, Woj. I don't know if I did. I, I may, well, that's I why you're behind Walrus. Okay, all right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this Mayer, man, he's awesome, and I don't know how. USC is going to stop him. Leon Williams, you know, they're going to have to hold him back. Gentry, he he was back last game, Woj, and he got hurt. He was hurt for three weeks. He played last game, and then he got hurt again, his foot or something last game. So I don't know if he's playing, but I don't know who's going to stop Mayer there in the middle. That linebacking crew is, you know, they, they're going to have to make a decision, cover Mayer or get pressure on the quarterback, right? And I don't yeah. know what they're going to do there. You, Hey, Woj, did you watch the, the USC game, the whole game last last week? I did, yeah. 
You're that that guy, the Tuli T. I, I won't say his last yeah, name. He, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He got he got kind of slaughtered. He didn't do that, he that did. very very well. He did. I made you a promise I was going to watch him, so that's what I did. And you, you over you overhyped him. Most. I I did. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't play very well. He got outshined by a lot of people on the defense. But I think you're making a good point there. The USC really doesn't have much to to. to it's going to be a mismatch no matter what against Michael Mayer. Uh, um, and it's, that's what Notre Dame looks for. Uh, so uh, you do have a really good point there. USC has struggled again. They wouldn't have won that game. If DTR throws or gives the ball away half, at least amount of times he threw to get away four times to USC. I mean, he just halves that and they probably win that game. So uh, I'm again, Notre Dame's not UCLA, but they can work their offense in around teams. And I think that's one of those opportunities right here with USC, USC in a pretty bad defense wall. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think I'm going to take Notre Dame in this one. The, the only thing that scares me is you did mention Caleb Williams. He's, he's playing phenomenal football. He came over with um, Mr. Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Right. And he's been playing yep. lights out since he got there and he does worry me a bit. You know, it's going to be a need to score more than Notre Dame type situation. Right. And that's the way that USC is going to win that football game. I just, I like Notre Dame here. I like how they're beating the good football teams. I like them to play a spoiler. The rest of the nation, you know, they normally hate Notre Dame. They're going to be liking them a lot this week because they do not want USC in that playoff. A lot of, a lot of teams anyways, because that takes their team out of it. Yeah, for sure. A couple other DFS plays here. Uh, I've been intrigued on this James Madison coastal Carolina game. Uh, I don't know why, but, uh, the James Madison quarterback is a possible option. Uh, Coastal Carolina is going to be without their number one player, uh, their quarterback, uh, McCall. Another option, obviously, there would then be to the backup, which is Bryce Carpenter. He hasn't played much, but if you're feeling spicy, that would be an option, especially I'm sure he's going to be cheap. Um, wide receivers for James Madison as well, Chris Thornton or running back Percy Agi Abessi are options, uh, you know, obviously depending on price and what they are, but both uh, seem pretty good. Michigan state is playing uh, at Penn state. So let's take Sean Clifford as another good option there. Wall. that's just my, my two cents. Yeah. I like Penn state. I was going to take them for my pick them, but they're just, they're giving too many points to take them. So it makes sense from a DraftKings perspective to go that way. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, other than that, uh, that pretty much covered all the power five conferences wall. I mean, we've, we're, we're down to the wire here. This is, this is it. It's going to be an exciting weekend. Uh, we didn't do so well in our pick them last week. However, wall, um, you came really close. I picked the wrong half to bet the over in, (laughs) um, I put a a full unit on your bet too. Would you been so hot? And then you know, they, you're, you're dead on. They just, it was the wrong half that you chose. It was so. definitely the wrong half. Um, this week, I there's a couple games out there that I was really intrigued with. Um, I don't like Oklahoma State. I bet Oklahoma and gave Oklahoma State points last week. Um, and so that was a big win for me. But I, Oklahoma State's pretty rough. But I can't say no to Oregon. Minus three and a half against Oregon State. Oregon State has played decent, but like I said, they haven't won against a good team. They've lost to USC. They've lost to Utah. They lost to Washington. Uh, this is just, again, one of those things that Oregon's beat all those teams. Oregon's a better team. They know what's on the line here. This is a possible foot, college football playoff berth. Um, 
so they need to win this game. So I'm going to bet Oregon minus three and a half. Well, yeah, well, it makes sense. I mean, I, I think about taking Oregon. I just I don't like those rivalry games. They're tough. You know, they're tough to cap. Oregon is a if 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 they weren't playing Oregon State, they're playing a comparable team to Oregon State. You know, this is not a three and a half point spread. This is a at least a touchdown. But you know, that rivalry aspect to it really throws a wrinkle into things. So that's why the line is where it is. As far as you know, going with you on your bet, I'm going to do it, Woj. I'm going to do it. It didn't work out last week, but I think you made the right pick. Just got bad with bad luck with that first half, the way it played out. This week, Woj, I'm going Cincinnati minus two. They're playing Tulane. I think this will be our first game, our not first non-Saturday game for the yeah. pick'em all I season. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, some some people might be listening to this on Saturday, and the game already be over. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I do like speaking of your off your pick on a different day. Um, one game we didn't talk about, which was the Egg Bowls happening on Thursday. It's the only game on Thursday. That's Old Miss versus Mississippi State. Um, always an interesting and fun game. Um, but I do also think the Iowa is going to go under wall. That's the, the I think it's a 37 uh, over under, but I do think it goes under. I think our Hawkeyes win and go to the Big Ten Championship, but they they hold uh, they hold Northwestern there and score a lot of, there may be a couple touchdowns and defensive points, but that's where it ends there with uh with production <laughs> yeah they, they hold nebraska i'm sure you meant to say and i was going to take iowa but the 10 and a half points was like you said i mean the, the under is not a bad pick here and they might not score 10 and a half points yeah, no, so I, I, agree. Yeah. I didn't want to take iowa that 10 and a half it would have been my first time I, I let myself do it once a year i didn't do it this year as of yet we still got bowls watch but i didn't do it so I, I don't mind the under i don't know that i will take that myself also because you know you never know that friday game could get a little out of hand Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>